Lions fans, what up, though? It's your boy Al Fudge 87 coming to y'all with some Lions content. This is first to the party. Um, first and foremost, like I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up on my Pistons. I'm not uh, gonna stop giving y'all Piston content. I'm going to continue to give y'all Piston content, but I'm going to start giving y'all some Lions content because this is free agency, and um, I like the moves that we've been doing, and the draft is coming up. So I'm uh, going to focus a little bit more on my on my Lions. Um, first and foremost, I want to talk to you guys about the Patriot way and what's been going on with the Patriots. I mean, the Lions and mimicking that Patriot way. Um, it, year one, Quinn used Caldwell as the scapegoat. If we do bad, this wasn't my coach. If we are the same, this wasn't my coach. And if we do good, basically I'm the genius because I kept him in here. We all know they stayed the same, so we didn't show any improvement. So he went his route and got his his coach. Uh, last year, I'm going to go out there and say that I believe some of the miscues was the locker room wasn't fully – uh, behind Matt Patricia, which was his coach. Um, I think a lot of those Lions players were Caldwell guys because of the fact that Caldwell, you know, was successful here. They didn't change the coach because the coach was 2-14 and 14 or 4-12 uh, and 12 or things of that nature. You know, Caldwell was 9-7. Uh, Caldwell had success. Caldwell changed the culture here. It was a winning culture here. So a lot of those players were Caldwell guys. And they had every reason to be Caldwell guys. You know, he showed success, and he was a player's coach. So uh, last year, you get a new voice in there, and some of them guys is like, fuck you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't our coach, you know? So that's where I think they were, and I, that's where I think uh, uh, some of the issues came in. You know, he was changing. And, you know, and Patricia comes off as a know-it-all. You know, he's pretty smart, and I th that's what I think, you know, those players didn't buy in. When I say those players, I mean Golden Tate, um, uh, probably Amir Abdullah, uh, Glover Quinn. Those were some of the good guys and good players that were let go. So um, he went out there this year, and he got rid of those players and brought in some of his own players. Uh, that's where you see uh, Trey Flowers coming in. Justin Coleman, Danny Amendola. But not only are those our former Patriot players, but those are players that have been successful in that Patriot system. And let's be honest, man. Like, if you're going to mimic any team, why not mimic the champions, the most consistent franchise in in the NFL in the last two decades? I get tired of hearing people say, oh, it's the Detroit Patriots. Like, why the fuck wouldn't we want to be the Patriots? We've been going all these years with losing. Why wouldn't we want to be the Patriots? You know what I'm saying? So with that said, I don't mind mimicking the Patriots if that shit is going to result in us winning. Like, that's been our biggest issue here. We've had great players and we've had great players retire from here. And if we going if we're going to turn a corner, we all we all have to buy into that to that uh philosophy. So um I don't mind being the Detroit Patriots. You feel me? As long as that shit re results into wins, I'm good. Um Another thing I want to talk to everybody about is the moves that we've made in free agency from Justin Coleman, Amendola, Jesse James, and Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is a big uh, 
pickup because of his versatility along the line. Uh, and I like him in the locker room. He's a high-character guy, a blue-collar player, a guy that was a fourth-round draft pick that is now paid big-time money. And I think his mm-hmm. his involvement for I mean with the Lions is going to is going to be his biggest addition is going to be him in the locker room because we got young guys like Sean Robinson and, and Deshaun Hand, Romeo Aquara, those type of guys. You know, he's going to with his hard work and snacks and them coming from winning places or whatever, that's going to push those guys to be even better. So if those guys progress, then the defensive line will be amazing. We've seen the um, the progression of the defensive line and our run grade when Snacks got here. When Snacks got here, the whole defensive line played a lot better. They will start stopping the run. At first, before we got them, we were last one of the worst teams in the league and stopping the run. When you get Snacks, now they're one of the best teams in the league and stopping the run. It's going to open up uh, rushing lanes for Jared Davis. Jared Davis can just shoot back there. Or whatever. So um, that's why I like that. And I think you could put a player like Trey Flowers next to Ashawn Robinson and along that defensive line, that makes everybody better. Um, Amendola is that security blanket that Stafford needs, that he was ser- searching for uh, after the Golden Tate trade. Um, that player that's on third and six and third and seven or third and five or in the red zone that's going to find the sticks and get down in the zone and is a reliable target that's going to catch the ball and make plays after the run. He's also versatile because he can play the special teams. Uh, Justin Coleman, um, graded out as one of the best, um, one of the best slot corners in the league last year, and he's going to add add to that secondary because we desperately need help in the secondary. We needed, um, you know, we need some help for Slay. Uh, I love, I like what Nevin. I, I'm not gonna say I like what Nevin Lawson did, but I'm gonna thank him for his contributions here. But uh, I think we desperately needed another corner back there with Slay. And I like the fact that if you did get a slot guy in Coleman, that's gonna push Diggs out of the slot and let him be, uh, let Patricia be more creative with Diggs. Uh, maybe sometimes you can use um, digs to guard some slot players. Maybe when they get in our dime packages or things of that nature. But um, I would like to see digs roam in the field and being that viper, you know, smacking players and and playing in that free, you know, uh, center field position. I I think that's where Tracy Walker is going to play. Uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time. I think he's the starting safety next to uh, digs, and he can really cover. He, uh, some people are thinking that he could play corner and safety because his coverage is so good. And Diggs just got on Twitter and said he can smack people too, so look out for him this year. But uh, I think that was uh, Glover Quinn being a Caldwell guy and his progression, I mean his uh, regression on the field last year and seeing um, Tracy Walker play pretty well. That was, you know, an- another reason why uh, they cut him. But um, Justin Coleman graded out well last year. Pro Football Focus is one of the top slot guys in the league. So um, I'm happy with that move. Um, Jesse James. Jesse James played in a high-power offense in uh, Pittsburgh. He felt like he was underutilized. And, um, you know, they gave a lot of the snaps to Vance McDonald. I think he's a big red zone target. And then the limited snaps that he had, he was very productive. So I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to Detroit. And I'm I'm excited to see how he's going to play. So um, with more opportunity, I think he'll be very good here. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a number one. 
far as a tight end, but we'll see. Um, right now, I, was, I would think that they would add another tight end as well. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at that move at all. Today, we signed Tommy Lee Lewis, the slot guy from uh, New Orleans. A lot of people might know him as the infamous receiver in that play, uh, in that pass interference play in the uh, playoffs. But Dog uh, is pretty fast, shifty, uh, good slot player. He's really fast and got a lot of wiggle and can play special teams as well. Um, it's just kind of hard for him to get on the field with players, you know, playing behind Kamara and, and again, you know, when Kamara's not a running back, he's a slot receiver. So it's kind of hard for him to see the field. He's played the last three years in New Orleans, but he has a great drop rate. I think they said he um, – the quarterback's passer rating, rating is 122.6 uh, when he's targeted. He's caught 20 of 21 targeted passes. That's per pro football focus Detroit. So um, maybe with more opportunity and a training camp here in Detroit, learning from Amendola and learning in his system, he can be very effective. Maybe we found a nice uh, slot receiver after uh, Amendola leaves because he's only on a one-year deal, or he might beat out Amendola in preseason. Who knows? But I like that move. Uh, Malcolm Brown, the running back. We just gave him an offer sheet today. Um Running back, he played with the Rams last year. Um, he had a very high grade from Pro Football Detroit uh, and Pro Football Focus. He had a very, um, very, very good um, grade. He also um, played limited snaps last year because he was um, he ended the season on the injury reserve, but he was hurt. But he's a big, powerful back, um, and if he stays healthy. And given the opportunity, he could be a very good one-two combo punch with uh, on Johnson. So I'm excited. He's a running back out of Texas. If you get a chance, jump on YouTube or uh, find some film on him. He's a pretty good uh, option at running back. But it's an offer sheet. Um, in some circles, they're saying that the Rams will want to bring him back. So they got till Monday to uh, match the offer sheet. Uh, but by them being linked to C.J. Anderson or what C.J. Anderson did last year, it's a good chance that they don't uh, bring him back. Um, I'll have to do some more digging to see the numbers that they signed him to. But um, we all know the Lions still have a lot of money left in cap, too. I don't know if they gave him big money or whatever, but um, looking at his grade, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind them giving him big money if that's what he's going to produ produce on a nightly basis. I mean, uh, you know, on a consistent basis. But... um. Lions got $29 million left to spend. There are some players still out there. Um, tomorrow we have Rashawn Melvin coming in for a visit, cornerback that played for the Raiders last year. He had a, a pretty down season last year for the Raiders, but who the fuck didn't? The Raiders were horrible last year. John Gruden is stuck in his ways. But the year before, he had a breakout season with the Colts. Breakout season with the Colts. Um, he's very good. He, he's a... 6'2 corner, um, can tackle. He's a man coverage corner. You know, basically he's very sticky. He's strong at the uh, point of attack, you know, and bump and run. Uh, you just need a, another corner opposite Slay that's going, to, that's going to perform. That's all we need. That's all the Lions need. Um, he's a big corner. He can run well enough. He's very sticky, like I said. So um, that's huge. You're playing in the division with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and against uh, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the Bears. You know what I'm saying? Slay um, 
you know, kind of struggled against Allen Robinson last year. So you put a bigger corner on him. Uh, you know, Slay kind of has a hard time with the bigger cor- uh, wide receivers. So you put Slay on the opposite slot, opposite side. You know, what I'm saying we can we can do some damage. We still got them nine draft picks too. So um, I'm excited about this off season and um, finally getting into the Patriot way. Another thing I want to talk about is um, people talking about past failed coaches in the NFL. I mean, that came from the Patriots. You got guys like Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell and Josh McDaniels that have all failed. But they didn't have the Bob Quinn. What I mean by Bob Quinn is they didn't have a Patriot scout or executive go somewhere else and become the general manager and then hire them. They always went to other organizations and thinking that those guys were going to be Bill Belichick based off them just being the coach or the general manager and that coach wasn't on the same page. Um, Patricia is Patricia and Quinn came in together in New England and Quinn coming from New England, got his coach that has the same philosophy of, and knows what it takes to be successful. Knows the game plan from New England. So that's why I'm buying into it. That's why I believe that uh, Quinn and Patricia are going to do damage here in Detroit. Another thing we have to look at is this too. Um, pay attention to these dra- to these signings. These signings have been all backloaded. I know that the CBA is coming up, and um, a lot of other deals from other teams have been backloaded too. Because I think the, the, uh, the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, is going to go up, and the cap is going to go up. So um, uh, these teams are doing that now, so they can add pieces now. But you have to pay attention to Stafford. I've always been a Stafford fan. And I think Stafford being here, uh, I've always loved uh, Stafford. And I thought that he was dealt a bad hand. He might have the weapons to throw to, but didn't have the run game. Or when he had the run game in Javi Best, Javi Best got hurt. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, now he got carry on and you trade, you know, Marvin Jones gets hurt and trade away Golden Tate. But now I feel like this is, or he didn't have the offensive line. Now there's no there's no excuses. You got, the, you got a solid offensive line. And I know we just got rid of T.J. Lang, but I think Tyrell Crosby is going to get a crack at it. That's the guy that we drafted last year out of Oregon. Throughout his career, was just his numbers mirrored Frank Ragnall. Didn't give up a sack. So I think he's going to get the first crack at right guard. He was a tackle in college, but he's so big. And he's a road, he's a road grader and a run blocker. I think he's going to get the crack at it. And um, I won't be opposing him bringing in another player. But he has the offensive line. He has the weapons as far as Marvin Jones, Galladay, Amendola now, and, and even Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, got the running back in Kerryon Johnson and possibly have a one-two combo in Malcolm Brown. I'm a big fan of Zach Zander. Whenever he's given the opportunity, he's the great white hope, the best white running back I've ever seen in my life. I close my eyes when, uh, when uh, McCaffrey runs the ball. So that's why he's the greatest running back I've ever seen in my life, white running back. But um, – he has the weapons. There's no excuses this year to why he shouldn't succeed or why this office offense shouldn't succeed this year. Um, the defense is better. I think the defense is going to be very good. So I think this is going to be a stingy defense that's going to give him the ball back. I, I From so far, and I don't know, I'm, I'm an optimistic Lions fan. So far from these moves, 
this team is going to be a good team. I think this is going to be one of those teams that's going to catch guys, catch teams by surprise and be dominant on both sides of the ball. And I look, I like the moves, but back going back to the backloaded deals, I I think they may be going to draft a quarterback. Maybe not in the first round. It could be in the first round at eight, or it could be in the second round. Because Stafford's cap hit. They're not able to use move Stafford this year, but they could move him next year. They might, and by them having all this cap space, they might just say fuck it and eat his cap number if they're able to get a, a, a quarterback in a draft. I would not be opposed to moving Stafford now because of the simple fact that if you pay attention to the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in the last 10 years, none of them have none of them are highly high paid quarterbacks. You're gonna say Brady, but Brady's never in the top one of the top quarterbacks paid. He's never he's never there. And if you look at the best players, the best teams in the league, they got a young quarterback on a rookie deal. Even going back to when the Seahawks won their championship and was going to the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. Patrick Mahomes is on his rookie deal. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Carson Wentz is on his rookie deal. Nick Foles is getting paid backup money. Jared Goff. Some of the best teams in the league are on with quarterbacks on rookie deals. And I think that the Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia know the Patriot way. The Patriots always draft a quarterback. I don't give a damn about what you think about how good Brady is. To me, Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Let's look at the, let's look at the scenarios. When Brady went down and they drafted Matt Castle, Matt Castle was his backup. Matt Castle went eleven and five. Let's go before that. Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback. He goes down. Brady comes in, wins Super Bowl. That summer, Drew Bledsoe took the money, bolted to Dallas. Drew Bressel was never heard heard of again. But Brady won three super three straight Super Bowls. They paid Brady, but they didn't pay him top money. New England knows what you can do here for us. You're good here, but outside of here in our system, we don't know how good you are. That's why Brady never bolted and took the money. Come back. Castle took the money. Went to Kansas City and was horrible. Horrible. He was bad. You need a system quarterback and you need to stay in a in a certain pay range. Look at look at what they did when, when Brady got suspended. Brady got suspended and they went three and oh with Garoppolo and Brissett. There's a reason why Belichick wanted to move on from, from, from Brady and keep Garoppolo on Brissett because he knows with the quarterback at this cap number, I can continue to pay pay for players around him. And, and, and if I pay for players around him, then he's going to be successful. If I can get away with trading Brady now and, and taking his money and adding pieces and weapons around Garoppolo, that's crazy talent here in New England. 
And I think that Detroit might be looking at that. And I think that I'm surprised that some of these organizations hasn't used this blueprint. But I see all these players wanting to get the big money deals. But I believe, I'm a firm believer that if you're winning, then the deals will come outside of football. As long as you win, you'll get paid enough money. If you think about it, if you pay a quarterback 20, 24 million guaranteed, in real in real life, you know what I'm saying, you can buy the same shit that a motherfucker with 44 million or 54 or 64 million is getting paid. If you're winning, then your endorsement deals will take care of all that. Commercials, that's what Brady wins. He gets his commercial deals. He gets his UGG deals, all that shit. That's where he gets his money. And he's looked at as the greatest of all time. He's been masked. Mask that, no matter the scandal, Spygate, the Deflate Gate, none of that shit. They won this past year, scoring 13 points, and they're talking about him being the greatest of all time. He didn't even put those points up. His defense played really well, and it's all about hitting on your draft picks and putting the money in the right spots. And if you look at what Bob Quinn has done, he's been hitting on his draft picks. Kenny Galladay is a third-round pick. Kerryon Johnson is a second-round pick. Frank Ragnall was a first-round pick. But look at look at what they did with Glasgow, Decker. They've been hitting on these draft picks. Jamal Agnew, they've been hitting on these draft picks. They've been hitting. Jared Davis to a certain extent. These guys have been hitting. Joe Dahl, you know, these guys have been hitting and then spending their money wisely along the trenches, just like. New England. New England does another thing, too. They do running back by committee. Look at what they do with running back. They get you, they hit you with, with James White, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis wants to go get paid and get the money. Guess what? Go ahead, get the pay and get the money. We're going to draft Sonny Michelle to go with James Lewis and Rex Burkhead. What did Detroit do? They drafted Kerryon Johnson to go with Theo Reddick, Amir Abdullah, and LeGarrette Blunt. The run game picked up last year. LeGarrette Blunt goes out, they're gonna bring in Malcolm Brown. They still got carry, they still got Theo Reddick until further notice. But they still got that pickup. And then you turn around and you hit them with something else. If you draft now you get Malcolm Brown and you brought back Zach Zinner. Running back by committee. That's where the league is turning to. Look at the build up. Look at the build of the Patriots. Chris Hogan on the outside. You know, he was a big receiver. Uh, and that's Gary On Johnson on the inside. You got Elderman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Amendola a couple years ago. Now you bring Amendola in here, he's, he's the inside guy. They need the tight end, probably two tight ends, so they can run the ball and pass off the play action. You know what I'm saying? But the team is built similar through the trenches on both de- defense and, and offense. That's why, the, that's why the Patriots keep drafting offensive linemen. Guys, guys like um, Malcolm Brown. I mean, uh, Malcolm Brown, he just left in free agency, but – that's why they bring in uh, guys. Was Trent Brown? He went to the Raiders, but they drafted um, an offensive lineman last year. The guy, the kid out of Georgia. So if he bolts in free agency, he got another prospect right here. Same thing they did with Tyrell Crosby. This team is going to be very good, and this Patrick Way thing is going to be well. If they're, if they're going to move on from Stafford, there's a couple guys I think that they should look at. Um, Drew Locke, kid from Missouri. Uh, if Kyler Murray was to fall, I would go there. 
I wouldn't fall for Dwayne Haskins because no Ohio State quarterback has ever been good. And, and go back to there's no quarterback that Urban Meyer has had has ever been really that good. So um, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones from um, Duke stands out. Those guys, those players look very good. And I think if you keep these guys in a certain pay rate and pay range, they're going to be, you know, you can add enough talent around them. And I think that's what the I think that's what the Lions are doing. And um, by the way, this team is built. Um, I'm going to come to you guys with another episode, possibly tomorrow. This one's going a little bit long tomorrow. I'm going to talk about where I want to come, where I want to go in the draft. Uh, it's going to be a controversial pick, but um, this is your boy, Al Fudge, and this is First to the Party.